Chapter thirty seven of Stories of King Arthur and His Knights. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Joy Chan. Stories of King Arthur and His Knights by U. Waldo Cutler. Chapter thirty seven. How Sir Launcelot departed from the king and from Joyous Guard. There came one unto Sir Gawain and told him how the queen was led away by Sir Launcelot, and nigh a twenty-four knights slain. Full well wist I, said then Sir Gawain, that Sir Launcelot would rescue her, or else he would die in that field. To say the truth, had he not rescued the queen, he would not have been a man of honour, inasmuch as she was to have been burned for his sake. He hath done but knightly, and as I would have done myself, had I stood in like case. But where are my brethren? I marvel I hear not of them. Then the man told him that Sir Gareth and Sir Gaheris were slain, both by the hand of Launcelot. "'That may I not believe,' said Sir Gawain, "'that he slew my brother Sir Gareth, "'for I dare say Sir Gareth loved him better than me and all his brethren, "'and the king also. "'Sir Launcelot made him knight, "'and had he desired my brother Sir Gareth with him, "'he would have been with him against the king and us all. "'Therefore I may never believe that Sir Launcelot slew my brother.' When at the last he knew in truth that Sir Gareth and Sir Gaheris had died by Sir Launcelot's hand, all his joy was gone. He fell down in a swoon, and long he lay there as he had been dead. When he arose of his swoon, he ran to the king crying and weeping, and said, O King Arthur, my lord and mine uncle, wit ye well, from this day I shall never fail Sir Launcelot, until the one of us have slain the other. Therefore dress you to the war, for wit ye well, I will be revenged upon him. Unto King Arthur now drew many knights, dukes, and earls, so that he had a great host. Then they made them ready to lay siege about Sir Launcelot, where he lay within joyous guard. Thereof heard Sir Launcelot, and he gathered together his followers, for with him held many good knights, some for his own sake, and some for the queen's sake. Thus they were on both sides well furnished and provided with all manner of things that belonged to the war. But Sir Launcelot was full loath to do battle against the king, and so he withdrew into his strong castle with all manner of victual, and as many noble men as might suffice, and for a long time would in no wise ride out, neither would he allow any of his good knights to issue out, though King Arthur with Sir Gawain came and laid a siege all about joyous guard, both at the town and at the castle. Then it befell upon a day in harvest time, Sir Launcelot looked over the walls, and spake on high unto King Arthur and Sir Gawain. My lords both, wit ye well all is in vain that ye make at this siege. Here win ye no honour, for if I list to come out with my good knights, I should full soon make an end of this war. But God defend me, that ever I should encounter with the most noble king that made me knight. Fie upon thy fair language, said the king. Come forth if thou darest. Wit thou well, I am thy mortal foe and ever shall be to my death-day, for thou hast slain my good knights and full noble men of my blood, and like a traitor hast taken my queen from me by force. My most noble lord and king, answered Sir Launcelot, ye may say what ye will, for ye wot well with yourself I will not strive. I wot well that I have slain your good knights, and that me sore repenteth, but I was forced to do battle with them in saving of my life, or else I must have suffered them to slay me. And as for my lady, Queen Guenever, except your highness and my lord Sir Gawain, there is no knight under heaven that dare make it good upon me, 
that ever I was traitor unto your person, and I will prove it upon any knight alive, except you or Sir Gawain, that my lady Queen Guenever is as true and loyal unto you as any living unto her lord. Howbeit, it hath pleased her good grace to have me in charity, and to cherish me more than any other knight, and unto my power I in return have deserved her love. For oft times, my lord, it fortuned me to do battle for her, and ye thanked me when I saved her life. Now methinketh ye reward me full ill for my good service, and meseemeth I had lost a great part of my honour in my knighthood, had I suffered my lady your queen to be burned, inasmuch as she was to be burned for my sake. For, since I have done battle for your queen in other quarrels than in mine own, meseemeth now I had more right to do battle for her in right quarrel. Therefore, my good and gracious lord, take your queen unto your good grace, for she is both fair, true, and good. Fie on thy proud words, said Sir Gawain. As for my lady the queen, I will never say of her shame, but thou false and recreant knight, what cause hadst thou to slay my good brother Sir Gareth, that loved thee more than all my kin? Alas, thou madest him knight with thine own hands. Why slewest thou him that loved thee so well? For to excuse myself, said Sir Launcelot, it helpeth me not, but by the faith I owe to the high order of knighthood, I should with as good will have slain my nephew Sir Bors of Gainus. Alas, that ever I was so unhappy that I had not seen Sir Gareth and Sir Gaheris. But Sir Gawain was mischievously set, and it helped not Sir Launcelot to seek accordment. King Arthur must needs unto battle because of his nephew's great anger, and on the morn he was ready in the field with three great hosts. Then Sir Launcelot's fellowship came out at three gates in a full good array, in order and rule as noble knights. And always Sir Launcelot charged all his knights in any wise to save King Arthur and Sir Gawain. Then began a great battle, and much people were slain. Ever Sir Launcelot did what he might to save the people on King Arthur's side, and ever King Arthur was nigh about Sir Launcelot to slay him. Sir Launcelot suffered him and would not strike again, but at the last Sir Bors encountered with King Arthur, and with a spear smote him down. He alighted and drew his sword to slay him, and then he said to Sir Launcelot, Shall I make an end of this war? Not so hardy, said Sir Launcelot, upon pain of thy head, touch him no further, for I will never see that most noble king that made me knight, either slain or shamed. Therewithal Sir Launcelot alighted oft his horse and took up the king, and horsed him again, and said thus, My lord Arthur, for God's love stint this strife, for ye get here no honour, if I will to do mine uttermost. Always I forbear you, but neither you nor any of yours forbeareth me. My lord, remember what I have done in many places, and now I am evil rewarded. When King Arthur was again on horseback, he looked upon Sir Launcelot, and then the tears burst out of his eyes, thinking on the great courtesy that was in Sir Launcelot, more than in any other man. Therewith the king might no longer behold him, and he rode his way, saying, Alas, that ever this war began! And then both sides withdrew to repose themselves, to bury the dead, and to lay soft salves on the wounded. Thus they passed the night, and on the morn they made ready again to do battle. At the end of this day also Sir Launcelot and his party stood better, but for pity he withheld his knights, and suffered King Arthur's party to withdraw one side, and Sir Launcelot again returned into his castle. So the war went on day after day. It was noised through all Christendom, 
and at the last it was noised afore the Pope. He, considering the great goodness of King Arthur and of Sir Launcelot, that were called the noblest knights of the world, called unto him a noble clerk, that at that time was there present. The French book saith it was the Bishop of Rochester, and gave him bulls unto King Arthur of England, charging him upon pain of interdicting all of England, that he take his queen, Dame Guenever, unto him again, and accord with Sir Launcelot. So when this bishop was come to Carlisle, he showed the king the bulls, and by their means peace was made between King Arthur and Sir Launcelot. With great pomp and ceremony, Sir Launcelot rode with the queen from joyous guard to Carlisle, and they knelt before King Arthur, that was full gladly accorded with them both. But Sir Gawain would never be at peace with the knight that had slain his brethren. The king may take his queen again if he will, said Sir Gawain to Sir Launcelot, and may be accorded with thee, but thou and I are past pardon. Thou shalt go from Carlisle safe as thou camest, but in this land thou shalt not abide past fifteen days. Such summons I give thee. So the king and I were consented, and accorded ere thou camest hither, and else, wit thou well, thou shouldst not have come here except without thy head. If it were not for the Pope's commandment, I should do battle with mine own body against thy body, and prove it upon thee that thou hast been both false unto mine uncle and to me, and that shall I prove upon thy body when thou art departed from hence, wheresoever I find thee. Then Sir Launcelot sighed, and therewith the tears fell on his cheeks, and he said, Alas, most noble Christian realm, that I have loved above all others, in thee have I gotten a great part of my honour, and now I shall depart in this wise. Truly me repenteth that ever I came in this realm, that I should be thus shamefully banished, undeserved and causeless. But fortune is so variant, and the wheel so movable, there is no constant abiding. Wit ye well, Sir Gawain, I may live upon my lands as well as any knight that here is. And if ye, most redoubted king, will come upon my lands with Sir Gawain to war upon me, I must endure you as well as I may. But as to you, Sir Gawain, if that ye come there, I pray you charge me not with treason or felony, for if ye do, I must answer you. Then Sir Launcelot said unto Guenever, in hearing of the king and them all, Madam, now I must depart from you in this noble fellowship for ever, and since it is so, I beseech you to pray for me and say me well, and if ye be hard bestead by any false tongues lightly, my lady, let send me word, and if any knight's hands may deliver you by battle, I shall deliver you. Therewithal Sir Launcelot kissed the queen, and then he said all openly, Now let's see what he be in this place, that dare say the queen is not true unto my lord Arthur. Let's see who will speak if he dare. Then he brought her to the king, and so took his leave and departed. And there was neither king, duke, nor earl, baron, nor knight, lady, nor gentlewoman, but all they wept as people out of their mind, except Sir Gawain. And when the noble Sir Launcelot took his horse to ride out of Carlisle, they were sobbing and weeping for pure dole of his departing. So he took his way unto Joyous Guard, that ever after he called Dolorous Guard, and thus left the court for ever. End of chapter 37